Hi guys, welcome to the Stranger Maids podcast. My name is Athira and I am your host. I'm a final year student of the University of Nottingham, Malaysia, along with three other members on my team. Guys, please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Shida. Hi, I'm Jenny. And hi, I'm Adeline. Our main objective for this podcast is simple. We want to share stories. And we also want to give you an insider's view into the world of domestic workers in Southeast Asia. So, you're probably wondering, why maids? We thought it was intriguing how an additional member brought into a household can create a power shift. There is a change in the culture at home and a subtle flow of influence that hums in the background of daily life. How do employers redefine home upon the arrival of a maid and how do maids reclaim what labor means to them in their new environment thus to cut it short this project aims to redefine home and reclaim labor before we begin let's hear what some people feel about their maids in general having a maid in the house really helped me a lot when I was younger. She was my helper until I turned 20 years old, which was two years ago. But then she had to go back to her country in Indonesia to take care of her child, who is only five years old at that time. I had two maids when I was growing up, um, between the age of five to 12. So the first one was um, very helpful and uh, my mom was really proud of her, very happy with her because she helped uh, a lot around the house and she did what my mom asked her to do. And the second one, uh, she was also nice. Her character was like very bubbly. She also was very helpful around the house. However, um, she also had this um, um, popularity among the neighborhood mates because she was all, always socializing with them. So this upset my mom uh, because she felt, my mom felt that she wasn't really doing her job properly. So like she would always go out and talk to her friends. Mm. From my experience of having a foreign helper at home, as well as hearing stories from friends of mine whom have had similar experiences, I could strongly suggest that these helpers are well underpaid for the chores that they've been paid to do. They are given a wide range of tasks that includes taking care of the children, um, preparing food at home, and, and then um, cleaning up the whole house. All expected to be done on time and at times even on the same day. Not to mention, there's also a sense of discrimination and disrespect towards these foreign helpers from their bosses, which most of the time are the owners of the house themselves. These locals um, seem to be condescending and feel that they are of a much better social status compared to these foreign helpers. Yeah. For me, this topic hits close to home. Ever since I can remember, both my parents were extremely career-driven. I've had maids at almost every stage of my life, up until about five years ago. There was even a time where I had two maids, seeing how I have many siblings. And I can tell you guys that I've encountered and lived with maids of all sorts of personalities. 
those who stayed for seven years, those who fled after seven days, those who I love and who will call me once a year, even until today. And then there are those who have locked my five-year-old self out on the condo balcony for almost half a day. So when I suggested this topic to my team, I realized that I myself don't have a clear answer for this. I don't have a black and white quote-unquote general view on how I feel about maids because I can't. The BB culture in Malaysia is an intricate one, and we are excited to kopaskan, oops, I mean dive in <laughs> some very interesting topics in this podcast series. Before we go any further, my team and I thought we should share something extremely interesting about how maids are addressed. In Malaysia, maids go by many different names. Some of the common ones are kaka and bibi. From my personal experience, my family had a maid who we've had for an entire year, and throughout that year, we dressed her as bibi. But then we noticed that she started becoming a bit reluctant to respond when we called her. My mom decided to ask her why, and then she revealed that she didn't like to be addressed as bibi. That was when we learned that Bibi is not a name for all maids. Bibi means aunt. And our maid was still in her late 20s. So, just a word of advice when in doubt whether to call a maid Kaka or Bibi, just ask. Don't assume. Speaking of maids, I'll let you guys in on a bigger reality check. While we were interviewing a domestic worker activist, Upon our very first question, we were being advised not to refer to maids as maids. We were kind of shocked, and we kindly asked her why. She explained that according to the importance of Domestic Workers Convention, ILOC 189, it stated that a person who does work in or for a household should be addressed as a domestic worker. Good evening everyone, I'm Lizelle. I am a migrant domestic worker here in Malaysia since 2012. So I've been in the um, activism for almost six years. So how did I become involved in this activism? Um, before Centro, uh, Centro is the labor center in the Philippines, sent an organizer here in Malaysia they have organized already a migrant domestic workers in Hong Kong. And since they saw it that it was a very helpful for the migrant domestic workers to know their rights, then they plan to expand or organize in the nearby Asian countries. And when their organizers happened to have a conference here in Malaysia and learned um, also that uh, one of the leaders in Hong Kong was in KL already and experienced a lot of challenges and learns about the problems that the migrant domestic workers is facing and knew nothing about their rights as a migrant workers. Then that's when they decide to send the organizer here to organize migrant domestic worker. Uh, my core message or belief that I want to um, share to you is Learn about the International Labor Organization conventions about human rights so that um, 
uh, for this one for the employers so that when uh, they have or they will employ migrant domestic workers um, you will know how to deal with them migrant domestic migrant domestic workers is human being like you and therefore they get tired and hungry like you too um, why that I feel that is so important um, because some employers feel like they own the domestic workers because they pay high recruitment fee to the agency and they forget that their workers is human too they will ask them to do a lot of work even ask them to clean other houses aside from their own without extra charge and not to mention um, about the food um, you know how, how the workers will do a lot of work and do not have enough food on their stomach so all of us governments employers the media and each of us as individuals should refrain from using the word mate to refer to a domestic worker of course there is nothing shameful about the profession of a domestic worker in fact domestic workers are easily among the hardest working and most self-sacrificing members of our society they are an essential part of a functioning society but the term mate can sound demeaning not because it is politically incorrect but because in a very real way, it has a direct impact on how domestic workers are perceived and exploited. Hence, from this episode onwards, we will try our best to refer to maids, I mean domestic workers, as domestic workers instead of maids. First off, let's cover the basics. What do maids do? I mean domestic workers. Well, generally, a domestic worker's job is to perform a variety of household services for an individual or a family, from providing care for children and elderly dependents to housekeeping, which may include cooking, laundry, cleaning, ironing, shopping for food, and other household services, even chasing children in shopping malls and maybe lending an ear to listen to their employer's life problems. I'm kidding. So, there are generally two popular types of domestic workers in Malaysia. The first one being the part-time domestic worker, meaning they come and go, they don't live with us. They would come by maybe about one to five times a week, depending on their employers. For part-time domestic workers, you can go on websites like madeeasy.my. The website will match you with a pre-vetted experienced domestic worker available in your area. The second one being the live-in domestic worker, which means our domestic workers live with us under the same roof. Here's a clip of an interview I did with my mom on the process of hiring a live-in domestic worker. Mom, Nathaniel, how, what is the process of getting a meet from an agency how do you like what's the process of acquiring a meet call them do you have a meet call them okay do you have a meet is that what kind of meat you want which country okay i think you list not your criteria 
Mm. Nak yang tua ke, yang muda ke, comel ke, tak comel ke. <laughs> train ke, not train ke. Mm. Ada yang train tu mungkin mahal sikit. Yang tak train tu. And then age range, dari mana pun boleh nak tanya. Indonesia, mm. di mana, di Surabaya ke. Hmm. Dia kata yang dari Surabaya tu more refined Jawa tu lebih khak kan oh, Okay <laughs> Nak yang refined ke yang tak ke Hmm Tapi if you Ni nanti dia hantar gambar lah Gambar With all the profile lah hmm. You can read through hmm. Or they may give several options lah Three or four choices for you to choose from Hmm Jadi so, tengok dia berkenan ada tak mate ni kat mana dah sampai ke belum sampai Kalau dah sampai you can go and have a look lah You go to their office, their Jangan headquarters Haa, uh, kat kedai tu dah ada tunggu je majikan ke apa Pergilah tengok Lepas mm. tu ditanya boleh trial ke tak Say one month ke Kalau tak berkenan, pulang balik kawan lain How's the payment? Like, do you have to pay a deposit or? Yalah, kos lagi How much is it? Masa mama dulu dah lama dah. Berapa? Mm, like the range, maybe? Tak tahu kot lama. 10% ke? 10%. Mm. How much would that be? Like, 6,000. 6,000? Nak ambil meat tu for the trial? Mm. Okay. Tak lah, the value of the whole package tu mungkin 6 to 10,000 ke? Ya, 10% This is purely for the agency. Ya. So, kerja you tak banyak lah. You pay for the value that you get lah. So, yang trial tu usually how many months or days? Depends lah. Kadang-kadang, you nak lama, lama sikit, you katalah trial two months ke. Selalunya buat one month lah. What if they run away during that trial? They have to replace you lah. They have to replace? Yes. You, so, do you, is there any chance that you'll burn your money after a certain period of time? Yeah, yeah, surely. Dah banyak orang terkena juga. Berapa hal? Kadang-kadang agency pun tak ada lah lepas tu. Uh-oh. Tak cari-cari <laughs> dah tak jumpa hmm. Selalunya dia bagi Lama sikit lah Bagi mate tu bertahan Lepas tu kalau anything goes wrong For example in 6 months ke 6 months uh, You nak cari balik tu mungkin susah sikit lah Mate dia kadang-kadang oh, Mate dia yang lari kadang-kadang agentnya yang lari so. Oh my god That's awful <laughs> You end up You dah bayar dah lah, the, the whole bank tu ke, 6,000 ke, 7,000 ke. Uh, so, where do you go? Okay, so usually you have to pick them up from the headquarters? Could, will they yeah, send the mate here? Sometimes have an office lah, you go and have a look at the office. Mm. So usually all the mates, mama pergi ambil eh? Uh, ada yang dia hantar juga. Ada yang dia hantar. Hmm. Okay, bawa barang semalam. Hmm. Okay. Kebanyakan lantar lah, nanti duduk kat ceruk tu, tanya nama apa ni. <laughs> Kalau memang dah ada sangat, dia kata banyak sangat dia nak handle. Puan datang lah ambil, saya ada dua tiga lagi, duduk tunggulah. Pasal orang kata okey lah, betulan dekat dia ke apa kan, kita ambil lah. Hmm. 
It's 8 a.m. in the morning. Yati is sitting in the back seat of her agent's car. Her heart is beating fast as the car pulls over in front of a big bungalow house in Bangsar. Her agent turns around and hands her all her necessary documents. Nanti bagi majikan ya? Her agent tells her. She nods, feeling a lump in her throat. She nervously gets off the car and her agent drives off. With trembling fingers, she presses the doorbell and waits. And then... Oh, Buyati ya. Ha, masuk, masuk. You know, domestic workers are actually pretty underrated in our lives. Think about it. Some of the best Southeast Asian films have some pretty kick-ass maids as side characters. Remember Malaysia's movie Sepet from 2005? The live-in family mate named Katyam was truly an enriching and essential character to the entire story. So it's time for us to go in-depth into the roles of our domestic workers in our real life, which may or may not be exactly like in the movies. Well, I guess we'll find out. So, for our next episode, she knows the food your husband likes, his favorite shirt on a Monday, she knows how he likes his coffee, the kids even prefer her more than you, and it gets pretty lonely around the house. So, what happens when she is with a lonelier husband? Mas, Mas sudah pulang ya? Ibunya nggak pulang sekali hari ini. Mas mau makan apa ya hari ini? Pokoknya aku bisa masakan apa saja yang Mas mau. Pasti enak banget deh. Once again, my name is Athira. Thank you for listening till the end. See you guys in the next episode of the Stranger Mates podcast. Bye guys. <laughs>